I'm pumped for this one. We got Grant Gale, the Grant Gale, um, who basically taught us pretty much how to do all of the stuff we're doing right now. Um, I don't know if I can give you all the credit, but probably most of it. Um, he, uh, just a quick background. So Grant's doing, I would say, eight to 10 deals a month now at this point. Does that sound yeah, on about right? Last month I did seven, month before I did 15. Just depends on the month. Sometimes it's three on the low end. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying on the, you know. on the last uh, podcast. I was like, I mean, our goal originally was like three deals and then sometimes everything just hits at once. Like I did nothing last week until probably five days ago. I all of a sudden got like three deals under contract. So, um, but yeah, he's doing huge network closing everyone's deals he's the powerful closer he markets himself as so i've just tried to basically copy what he's doing but super small world how he ran in the grant he was actually doing door-to-door sales at my age for the same company vivant that i started with um i got to tell the story about how we met first too because it's pretty wild about how small world this was um i was doing solar i think i talked about this on the first one too but selling solar. It was a slow season. I got into Pace Morby's community, um, which was great. But then I was trying to figure out how to get into wholesale, um, buying property subject to, I realized people were targeting houses in pre-foreclosure. The first house I hit in pre-foreclosure, I just pulled up a list while I was knocking solar, went and knocked on the door, saw a little note on the door that said, (laughs) Hey, my name is Grant. I specialize in stopping foreclosures. Please give me a call. I can help you at no cost. And I'm like, crap, like everyone knocks on these doors. The guy didn't answer. I could tell no one was home. So I grabbed a note and I was like immediately thinking, okay, I should have had notes and let's see if this guy's legit. So I took a picture of it. I just left it there because I'm like, I didn't have another note to replace it with, Mm -hmm. um, which is what I do now if I'm knocking. (laughs) But um, basically went back. I almost didn't call you because I was like, "Uh, I should probably just keep knocking. But like, what if he's on every house right before me? I was like second guessing everything. I just got back to my car and I just gave you a call. It was a 214 number and I was mm-hmm. in Little Elm. So I was like, okay, it can't be that far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, I got your note on the, the house. And he thought I was a homeowner. And I was like, no, I'm another investor. He's yeah, like, oh, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, worst, the worst call. But I was like trying to pick his brain. I was like, so do you do like, are you in any groups, like investor communities? And he's like talking about some other group I didn't hear about. Mm-hmm. Now nah, I'm not in the pace more we won. Like, well, do you do like subject to stuff? He's like, oh yeah, I do all of it. Like wholesale flip. Like I'm in one of my properties right now. I bought subject to. So then he went deep into it. We talked for like 45 minutes. He ended up being from the same hometown from Flyer Mound. His kids went to high school with me. He sold for Vivint when he was my age, which was, wasn't even called Vivint. What was it? Apex? Apex. Yeah. It was Apex and then Apex and Vivint. Yeah. So were you ever there when it was Vivint? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he was knocking doors in the what during the real estate crash? during the de- the Great Depression. Yeah, <laughs> basically when the housing market was crashing. That's so crazy. I go. Yeah. How was? Did you sell? Like, no. Did it turn down for the smart home or I guess security? Right. It wasn't as much smart home then. Yeah, um, we were mainly switching over landlines to sell. Okay. So it used to be sell backup, then it was sell primary. So I would say maybe sixty percent of the the sales we got were switching away from landlines and DSL over to cellular primary, cellular backup. So smart home stuff wasn't around back then, really. Um, 
but yeah, so we learned uh, how to sell. We'd knock 40, 60 doors in a day. Just really, that's where you cut your teeth on yeah. um, talking to people. And uh, yeah, so fast forward a decade and a half, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> how old are you now? I'm 37. Okay. Yeah. So 37. So you were, were you finishing college in that last summer or did you ever do it I when would, you graduated? Uh, a little bit of both. Yeah, I did it um, for, I did it for a couple summers all throughout um, college. And then afterwards, uh, after I graduated, I did it with one of my um, managers mm -hmm. and he went off on his own and we're getting, you know, thousand bucks a deal instead of four to six hundred and fifty. So. Oh, so you did the whole went yeah, with they, the, the dealer basically? Yeah, yeah, I went the dealer for Monotronics route and did all right. Yeah. yeah. And I got a I got a real job. Yeah. So <laughs> was that after so you you did basically one more year of it and then decided real job was that because girlfriend influence or you just thought you could make more money or well I was married at the time, right? Okay. So um you know, I got my college degree, got gotcha. the whole college path. And got a job in consulting right out of uh, college and didn't look back. And I said, I'm never going to knock another door in my life. <laughs> a little did you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy. So I called you. You, I remember back to that, you were sitting in the property. And you're like, yeah, I've done. I was like, well, how many deals have you done? I'm trying to figure out if he's like legit, if I can go shadow him or whatever. Like, oh, like I've been in this group. Uh, I've done like 18 deals, wholesaled like. Ten of them. I bought in like eight houses or six houses, whatever. Subject to um, rentals. He explained wrap, which I kind of knew about selling owner finance. Um, so he was talking about all these different deals. I was trying to tap my foot in the water, find a, a lead. Um, I asked him if I could shadow him. You know, I was still busy going to solar trips. Ended up coming back a month later. Watched him. Basically, we went and knocked. It's like, are you are you sure? Like, you want to? If we knock, I'm going from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. at night. I'm like. That's what I do every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, I was pumped. So we went out, had a whole list, mapped it out. Um, I think we hit like Denton County. And I just got to go watch him. It was weird being on the other side now. I got to go watch him knock houses for pre-foreclosure. So it's like helping people figure out their options to get out of it. Um, and mm -hmm. if it makes sense to purchase it, you know, we're solving a problem to, to get the deal. But um, I don't think most people don't answer. I mean, I know we got one long conversation. We're sitting there for an hour. And that guy was in a pretty tough spot. Um, yeah. Did you end up getting that deal? Uh, he backed out last minute. So I went back to his house, uh, put him under contract, and he was able to get some assistance. Okay. He backed out last minute. So, you know, it's just a numbers game. You can't win every single deal, but the more people you talk to, the more deals you get. Basically. Right. Right. So that's a, a lot of people figure out when they're doing alarms or solar is they. I never really did this. I probably should have. Um, we eventually had an app support, but like KPIs. So like how many doors you're knocking, how many answers, how many closed deals. So I feel like now you kind of figured it out. I mean, once I started talking to you, you know, you're closing a lot more deals than most people, but right. you were working a nine to five job. And what was your, how did you get full time into real estate? Yeah. So I got into real estate actually through my wife. Um, but she wasn't my wife and I didn't know her at the time when she bought her first house. Right. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> back in 2008, uh, she bought a house before the crash, mm -hmm. very high interest rate. And then we went to sell it a few years later after I met her and got married and she owed more than it was worth. 
you know, she bought it for 155, went to go sell it. Uh, could have sold it for maybe 164, but after realtor commissions and everything, we would have lost money. Right. And I dropped 20 grand on that house. Foundation, remodeled the whole thing basically, redid the bathrooms, and I was like, we're not going to lose money. So we kept it as a rental. Fast forward to 2001, I do a cash out refi on it, and the monthly payment went up by 200 bucks, and I pulled out 174,000. 174. When did you buy it? I didn't. Or buy when it. did she buy she it? She bought it in 2008. So it, it, 2008. It more you said fast forward 2001. What what year? 2021. 2021. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so in the space of about 12, 13 years, it more than doubled in value, and we still own it, and we still cash flow on it. Yeah. And that's what got really got me into real estate. It was like if I had more of these houses, I could just do a refi once per year. I had ten. I imagined if I had ten houses, just like this one, they all cash flow, you know, two to six hundred per month. Mm -hmm. Do one refi every year, and I could just pull out over. I could pull out six figures every year if I do a refi on each one on rotation. So then I ended up joining a real estate group, and they're talking about one marketing method, which is door knocking, and I was like, I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. So we left notes. And, you know, that's how we connected and uh, we've just been crushing it ever since. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so was... to answer your question, though, um, you have to probably knock around 50 doors to get one deal. Okay. Right. If you say you have to, that's probably like when people hear that, they're all oh, going to knock 50 doors. But like if they have no plan, no sales experience, like is that if you're bringing someone a lead or was that what you had immediately or was that like? Well, I'd say the first person that I door knocked, I bought his house. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start. That's that's lucky, right? That's lucky. That's like I was talking about when I first did alarms. (laughs) I sold three in my first day, which you have to obviously know what you're doing, but like it was also a little bit of luck at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So you just have to have a positive mindset, um, be open, flexible, be willing to listen to what someone has to say. Because most people have an incorrect assumption about marketing or sales. They think people are sleaze balls and I thought that because I, I mm. when I did alarms I wanted to join as a tech like yeah. installing them I didn't even want to be the salesperson yeah but the sales team wasn't performing very well and I had put food on my own table so I'm like I'm gonna go out and try yeah. selling them door to door and then I, I got into it but the most successful people are the ones that listen to understand and and solve people's problems, right? That's what gets you into the top performer is mm-hmm. um, just by listening to people and solving their problems and, and being having empathy, you know. Yeah, which is when you're focused on three foreclosures, holy cow, that's pretty much all it is. Yep. Um. Yeah. So one in fifty doors, I guess. Granted, you got the first deal you knocked on, which is crazy. That probably like you're working, you know, you're just knocking on Saturdays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had a full-time job, and I was just working two Saturdays out of the month. Two Saturdays out of the month. Mm-hmm. And you would knock, what, like 30 doors? How many do you think you would knock on a Saturday? Mm, at first, I had no idea what I was doing, and then I got an app, like a delivery app, to plan my route to hit all the doors more efficiently. I would say 10 a.m. until evening, Saturdays, right? Uh, and I would hit maybe... 20 doors on the low end and maybe 40 to 50 doors right. on the high end. Depends if you're sitting there talking to someone for an hour or two. Yeah, and, and how far apart the houses are. So it right. depends on what county you're door knocking. If you're in 
um, downtown Dallas and they're all close together versus yeah. Denton or Collins County where they're more spread out. Right. I think that's the crazy part is like everyone hears this. If it's door-to-door sales or cold calling and they're like, oh, I can go knock 50 doors, but like you're going to go knock 50 and 10 people will answer and they don't really have a plan. And, and they're like, saying, yeah, they're good. I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. And then they never knock again or they knock like one more time. Um, yeah. yeah. So it truly is a numbers game. Like uh, you almost have to have, what is it? Um, aggressive patience, you know, yeah. where you just know that you're going to be successful and you have to know that no matter what you have to, it's do or die. Yeah. It's do or die. You just keep going. Um, everyone wants to make a bunch of money. Everyone wants to get rich. Everyone wants to have the lifestyle. Um, but very few are willing to do what it takes to win. Yeah. Very few. And what it takes to win is maybe going a month without a deal, maybe going two months without a deal. And then the next month you get four. Yeah. You know, it's it's pushing through the times where you don't want to get out of bed and door knock or pushing through the times where you don't want to cold call or you don't want to market and being consistent. Yeah. That's that's what winning is made of is being consistent because the success is only a side effect of how consistent you are with your marketing. If you make success your only go and you just want to be successful now, you might think, oh, all I got to do is just uh, learn a pitch, go out and talk to people, talk to 50 people, and I'll have a deal. You might talk to 300 people and get yeah. no deals. Then you talk to one person the next day and you get a deal. And then you talk to 10 people the next day and get another deal. It's, um, it's, it's inconsistent, right? Yeah. It's not like a set numbers game. But the, <clears throat> but the point being here is everyone wants to, to make a bunch of money. Hardly anyone uh, has the endurance and the willpower to actually do what it takes to be successful. Yeah, we see that all the time. I recruit guys. I mean, it's not always for everyone. Like some people want the nine to five or they, you know what I mean? If they like it too, then go for it. But for someone that is trying to get into it and they're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this and I'm pumped. And then, you know, it's like, I don't really believe it until they're actually like hitting my... Like Anthony is a good example. One of that guy that we work with a lot. Like he hadn't get a deal for the first two months, and he's just cold calling all day. And he's gotten like what, like five deals in or more yeah, than that. Yeah, probably we've, like we've got two under contract this month. Yeah, we're only halfway through the month. And I've done like another one with him. Like he's doing a, a lot right now, and it's just all hitting. But um, it took him two months to even get there, which is the same yeah. th- for me, right? Is like I was trying to figure this out for two months. I talked to you in late January. I shadowed you in the middle of February. And then I was knocking, right? And no one really sees this. No one knows I'm doing this. I'm just seeing if I can figure this out to eventually stop doing solar. Mm-hmm. And then I remember we went and, you know, went to the network with y'all, met other people doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'd already tried door knocking a handful of times, went out that week. I remember I had spring break with my girlfriend the following week. And I was like, I got it. I'm going to knock five, six days this week, like 30 houses a day. And I just <sighs> ran into ran into a guy that needed a... Needed to sell it already. Is like house was terrible condition. You're talking about the blue yeah. house. I'm talking about yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, blue the house in city. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like in there, man. This guy was a he was a hilarious. But going through it all, I was like, okay, he definitely is open to selling. He has no other option. But I'd never done the paperwork. I didn't even have anything. I was just set an appointment like I would for solar. Even though I was the one closing solar deals, I just treated it like it was a solar appointment. Like yeah, my specialist <laughs> like does all the numbers. Um, we can just swing by tomorrow. And then we went over there with them and Grant 
walked him through all those options. We got him under contract. I mean, it was pretty simple. You handed me a contract too. You're like, hey, here you go. I got to go to another appointment. And I was like, I don't know how to fill it out. I was like, what? He's like, he checked all the boxes. He put the closed date. He put our names. He's like, just sign at the bottom of each page. And I was like, that's it? And I was like, that's it. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, why you, you need initials even... and a signature at the back. <laughs> I was like, why did I bring you into this? <laughs> um, and then we went from, I remember we had a contract at like 110 and we sent it off to like our disposition guy to, to basically wholesale it. And he was like, oh, we can do like 130, 135. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like kind of excited. I was like, that's not bad. And then he was like, you're like, no, I think we can get more. We're going to shop it around. And then he's like, okay, 150, like let's ink it up. And I was like, oh crap. So yep. we just... $40,000 assignment fee right there um, for Boom. sending him in a, an appointment. And I was like, okay, I, I think we can go get yeah. some more of these. So um, went out and did it again and then started showing other people I could close deals, but um, try to copy you. So right now though, we go through that, like the mindset stuff, obviously sales, you've done sales before. Not everyone feels like they can talk to people on the phones. So you've kind of mastered this and we've, both of us have implemented it too, but like, how do you get involved if you're not wanting to talk to sellers or maybe they are doing a nine to five job? Yeah. Um, I would say, so we can leave a link, uh, in the, like the comment or something yeah. like this so you can see, but, um, we'll leave a link for the group that we joined. We're part of the inner circle where we just learned from A to Z how to do real estate. Um, not just one strategy, not just wholesaling, it's flipping, it's realtor referrals, wholesaling, Mortgage wrap, subject to transactions, novations, list goes on and on and on. Um, so if you want to get started in real estate, uh, the first step is just, um, you know, join a real estate group, like a local uh, real estate investor group and go to the meetups. I always have networking events. Um, that's how I got into it is I just joined a, a networking event and uh, listened to uh, experienced real estate professionals walk me through the process. Um, so real estate investing though, it's almost like you think it's a sprint where you just have to run a hundred meters and you're done, but it's really, it's a marathon. Yeah. Like you just have to keep running until you get your deal. Um, so I didn't want to quit my job when I got into real estate. I just wanted to do it on the side. Yeah. Right. I just wanted to have, uh, inflation was crazy high when I was doing this. Right. And I just wanted to protect my assets from inflation. Right. And one of the best hedges against inflation is real estate, because in an up market, down market, sideways market, real estate tends to appreciate. You know, people are going to need to live in a house 100 years from now, 50 years from now. You don't know where um, Ethereum or Bitcoin is going to be, you know, <laughs> which one's going to win. You know, it's, it's really uh, a very stable asset. Right. Yeah. So that's what got me into real estate. Um, <clears throat> I was fine with maybe making 40 grand my first year and I, I made over 750 K my first year on the side. Like I had my full-time job on the side. Are you knocking two to four Saturdays a month or just two? I started out for the first six months. I only did two Saturdays and then I started getting a lot of traction. I mean, okay. one month I got five deals in one month and I was like, I'm going to knock one more Saturday. So it's yeah. three Saturdays. So I'm a dad, right? I got three yeah. kids and my wife was working nights. So when I come home, I'm like full-time dad and I don't have a lot of extra time. Yeah. So I just dedicated Saturdays and then we got volleyball, t-ball, all sorts of stuff. So um, I had no time. So if you think you don't have time, like you're talking to someone who has no time, right? <laughs> you just have to make time for what's important. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So 
say 750, break that down real quick. So you're talking that first year, you, you wanted to make 40. What are you thinking? Like you're going to flip a house or you're just going to buy some properties? I know your end goal was, like, oh, if I own enough, I can you know replace my income. I can refinance every year. But like, mm-hmm. I guess let's just skip to it. How'd you get 750,000 in that first year to year and a half? In this yeah, network. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, I just focused on one marketing method at first, and that was door knocking. Yeah. Um, my first deal, I made 127k. Right. First deal. So this and is the I, one I where you knock strategy. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said the one. Oh, you said your first deal from a while ago. No, my no, no, no. no. So first deal. This first deal. Happened, yeah. First deal is when I started investing in real yeah, estate yeah. for real. Um, that one I knocked into it. Uh, the house is worth 355. I bought it for approximately 120. Yeah. Something. You say worth 355. That's if it's in perfect condition. Yeah. Put 30 grand into repairs. So about 150 to 160 all in. And then, um, did a cash out refi. Okay. And this was in, was that when the interest rates were still relatively low or they not? They were starting to go up. Yeah. yeah. So what is your interest rate on it? Like, uh, 4.75 okay so still. but i had done two cash out refis at 2.6 and 2.87 so 4.75 for me was high but i was still cash flowing 400 yeah a month, so it made sense so you just bird that basically <laughs> i just bird it and got all my money back plus 127 <laughs> so those that don't know what bird is you just buy renovate rent and then refinance so you buy it fix it up a little bit now it's worth way more you put a tenant in there and now you refinance it at what 350 yeah, so I refinanced at 79% okay. of loan to value. So I, I basically, if you do a cash out refi, you get rid of the old loan and you, all the money you put into it, you get back mm-hmm. as long as you buy it at the right percentage of the ARV. So most of your loans right now, um, you know, if you want to get the best interest rate, maybe 69% loan to value. So if your loan is 100K, uh, sorry, if your house is worth 100k, then the loan would be 69k. Yeah, loan to value if you get the best interest rate. I was fine with getting a little bit higher interest rate, 79% loan to value, because I had excellent credit and you mm-hmm. know cash flows. Um, but then the the last part of the burst strategy is to repeat. Yeah, you could use some money to renovate and then refinance, or you could use other people's money. Yeah, if I used someone else's money, I probably still would have made at least. 90K. Did you fund that on your own? Yeah, if you use really? my own. Yeah, because I did two cash out refis. <laughs> okay. For houses. I was say most of the time you're not using your own money. Yeah. Um. So you didn't have to have necessarily 160 grand to buy that, fix it up, whatever. Yeah. Refinance, but um, in that case, you know, you did use that. So you pull out 127 thousand, and now you have a new loan at a 4.75 percent interest rate, and you mm-hmm. threw a tenant in there that's paying three to four hundred bucks more a month. Yeah, yeah. So I think right now the mortgage is just shy of two grand, and they're paying two thousand three hundred and fifty per month. Wow. Where's this one at? It's in Denton. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a good area. That's crazy. So yeah, I know so many people like you see on social media that talk about Burr, which is a little bit hard right now when you're having seven, eight percent interest rates. But well, if you buy it at the right price, yeah, it's not yeah. impossible. Like if you want to do Burr, you can still do Burrs today. You just have to buy them instead of at 70% of the ARV minus repairs, you have to buy them at 55% of the yeah. ARV minus repairs if you want it to cash flow. Right. If you, if you don't care about being negative on the cash flow, you know, it's a little more risky, but yeah. you could do still do a burr and then negative cash flow, which kind of sucks. Yeah. I'm all about the cash flow. Yeah. But you could 
buy a house in negative cash flow for a little bit and then sell it maybe a year later to avoid excessive capital gains. Yeah, that is true. Okay. So, so 127000 on the first deal. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good start, right? I that, thought I was totally lucky. It was totally a fluke. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, that's a pretty solid. I mean, yeah. Any, people are doing those deals all the time, though. But um, yeah. Yeah. So you get in that, you're knocking, you ramp up the, the marketing. You talk about marketing, so you're doing door knocking. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you started getting into a dialer, having people cold call. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start marketing yourself as like, I'll close your deals? Because you're in this group and it's like people have the money, you have all the resources. And now when were you like, okay, I'm going to start like going hard at this? Um, I would say uh, no more than six months into it, I started marketing myself as a closer because I was getting a bunch of deals. Yeah. And I realized that a lot of people don't have sales experience, right? Everyone has their unique gifts, skills, desires, and a lot of people that want to get into real estate don't have the background that we have, which is door-to-door sales, door-to-door sales, (laughs) closing deals. I'd closed hundreds of people every year. I'd closed hundreds of people um, before I even did real estate. So it was very seamless. It's just learning new vocabulary. So I would say after I did 10 deals, yeah. Well, six months into it, I was like, okay, I'm going to start helping other people because there's this giant need to close deals. Yeah. Um, I actually had foot surgery. I had, um, so I was, I couldn't door knock for a little bit. And I just got on our, our group and I said, hey, if anybody needs help closing deals. And I started closing them over the phone. And I was like, this is cake. Okay. <laughs> I got to go knock on their door and these people need help closing yeah. deals. So then after that, <laughs> um, I was listening to my coaches, my mem- mentors. They were saying, <laughs> you know, door knocking is not the end all be all. Um, you know, try some other marketing methods, try cold calling, hire a virtual assistant. So I hired a VA, and the VA said, Well, I use this dialer and I use this uh, CRM. And I was like, Okay. And I just went out and bought them. Yeah. And then the VA had just been fired and from someone else. So that's yeah. how he was introduced to me because he just lost his job. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'll give you a chance. You know, it's, it's, Five bucks an hour, you know, what's yeah. the worst that could happen? You know, uh, VA is only going to get maybe 20% of what you could do. So one VA equals five of you, right? Right. Wouldn't be five VAs equals one of you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I hope not. Yeah, Jeez. I know how to do math, I swear. <laughs> My math isn't nothing. <laughs> um, so I had to let him go. He said he did eight hours of work and I logged onto the dialer and I could see the metrics yeah. in it and it's like two minutes of dialing. And I was like, I gave him his... Yeah. money and said see you later <laughs> so i had this dialer that no one was using i didn't have any extra time so uh-huh. i started plugging in other investors into my dialer just to cover the cost i said oh i can charge you 100 bucks a month because most people charge like thousand to two thousand a month to have all the features and leads mm-hmm. and everything plugged into the dialer and i was just like I'll give you 100 bucks give me 100 bucks it'll help cover my costs and then i'll split the the deals with you 50 50 so i was closing other people's deals now so now I have over 100 people on my dialer, and they all have their own phone number, right? I'm just buying new phone numbers. And I lose maybe 1000 bucks a month on it. Lose. <laughs> uh, if you're just looking at costs, yeah. right? If, so it, it, I bring in about two grand a month revenue from my dialer, from people using it and paying me 100 bucks, But it costs me about three grand a month because it's gotcha. based on usage. But marketing costs to make money. So you're paying, you're technically marketing costs are a thousand bucks but you have all these people that probably not everyone's super consistent i mean now you have all these people that are calling yeah and they're bringing you the lead yeah so they're doing the work 
um, making the calls. I'm bringing them all the leads and they'll just call me. Like I've had a couple calls right now and I'm just yeah. like clicking on it, like yeah. close. Like, <laughs> and I'm going to close one today after we talk about this, you know, it's a, it's a house where that's worth about 230 grand and they've found them on the dialer. We're buying it for 110. It needs maybe 30 grand in work. Mm. Right. So, and then we're, we might wholesale it. We might flip it. Just depends, right. right. Um, so really it's a numbers game and, and the dialer is in my opinion, way better than door knock. Yeah. You can't get the best deals on the dialer, but you can get, you get the best deals door knocking. Yeah. But the dialer, you can go through 200 people in one hour, whereas door knocking, you'll spend a whole day and you might get three. three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know? you get three people that answer, but you're face yeah. to face and they, they probably didn't pick up the dialer phone because their phone's getting blown up by every investor. And it's like. You know, that old guy, the first deal I got, he's like, he had probably 50 missed calls right there in the last yeah. couple of days, but he didn't even know how to work. Like, he just needed help in person, yeah. um, which is you're, you're definitely finding those whenever you go face to face. But that is crazy. So basically, you have all these people coming in. I remember I cold called for a little bit on it. Then we got our own system. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, now you have people bring these leads. Your phone's blowing up. You have overflow. You sent it to me and Alex. Yeah, and now I have backup closers. Now I have three backup closers. So if someone's calling me and I'm closing a deal, I push it to you guys. And then uh, and we're Sean. just trying to make it a win. <laughs> yeah, Sean. We got Sean coming on. Sean was supposed to be on the podcast today, but again, yeah. it's like, I can do it today. So I'm, yeah, Sean's, Sean Sean's going to be entertaining no matter what, man. It's yeah. going to bring a whole new level of energy to this. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get him on here. It'll just be a little, a bunch of little grants. Um, yeah, everyone calls me Uncle G. You know, Uncle G. Uncle G. No, I'm, I'm I'm the old guy here in the in the young real estate investor room. Yeah, how'd you get how'd you get tied up with? We're probably the, me, Alex, Sean, and like Anthony. I'm trying to think. There's probably a handful of other ones, like all 24, 25 years old, and everyone yeah. else in the group's like what 50 plus, except for you. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, you know, once they get into a certain position in their life where they're about ready to retire and they've got all this extra money, they're like, I need to invest in real estate. Uh, and I wish I knew about investing in real estate when I was y'all's age. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be on a different path right now. But I, I found out a little bit late in life, right? 36 years old, find <laughs> out about real estate. And I was like, dang, where were you guys 15 years ago? So really, it's, it's you know, you can get into it fairly easily. Just got to get the right group that can support you, the right mentors, because um, you can lose your shirt. Yeah. Right? Like there's people that we talk to on the phone and knock on the door with. And they're real estate investors and they're getting foreclosed on because they yeah. bought at 95% of the ARV and they underestimated their repairs. You know? That's what I tell people about wholesaling. It's crazy because he says, lose your shirt. It's like, if you're flipping, you got to know I have it at the right price. I didn't underestimate repairs. It can actually sell at this looking at comps. That's what is nice about wholesaling is you've mastered, you've done a ton of flips and you probably had some go really well and some be okay. But um, when you're wholesaling, it's like, yeah, you maybe have a little less upside, but if you have the right buyers and you get at a good price, you can mm -hmm. get rid of it, no money into it, and then you move on to the next one, which I think a lot of people that do listen to this are like, they are young, they're working some sort of job, they're willing to cold call or door knock, and they don't have the money or the resources to flip. Like, we've done some flips with you or like partner with other people, but I mm -hmm. honestly, that's not really my primary focus is yeah. if I can just wholesale it <laughs> yeah. and just get more leads. And wholesaling is <laughs> like crack, you know, because you can make almost as much money wholesaling as you could on a flip. Yeah. However, I've done a flip. That burr that I did, that first yeah. one, we could have wholesaled it, sold it, made sixty-five grand. Yeah, I made one twenty-seven, and I still own it. 
Yeah. Right. So you can make a lot more long-term wealth. So it depends on what your goals are. If you want short-term fast money, it's wholesaling. Yeah. If you want long-term wealth, which is, that's what I'm wanting, is uh, I'm doing burrs, I'm doing sub twos with low reinstatements, and I'm renting them out. Mm -hmm. um, yes, the cash flow is very small compared to how much you can make, but if you get a sub two, like I bought one, uh, this is the one that ruined my job, by the way. Um, ruined, uh, made you quit? Yeah, so basically it ruined me, right? So I had done maybe 16 deals at this point, and then there was one deal that I door knocked. Uh, they were willing to walk away from their house, They'd been offered uh, thirty-three thousand from someone four or five years prior, mm -hmm. and and they're like, we could take thirty-three. And I, you know, five years of appreciation. They got <laughs> offered thirty-three k before, and I was like, tell you what, I'll give you fifty-five. And they're like, really? You do that for me? I was like, yeah. <clears throat> I bought a four hundred twenty thousand dollars house for a hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. They owed less than hundred k on it, and they did a loan mod. So, and I bought it after they did a loan mod. Right. The payment went down. So that thing cash flows, like I'm renting it out for three grand a month and my mortgage payment's like 1200 Right. I think a lot of people, like it's hard because some people, I've posted a couple of videos about like how we help people stop a foreclosure mm -hmm. and the wholesale fees you can make. But I'm like, people are like, oh, you're just scamming these people, which I think is crazy because like if you didn't knock on their door or if like you didn't purchase, so you bought it for what, 150 what was it? 128. 128, but they made 55,000? Mm -hmm. And they were about to go to foreclosure in what, like two weeks? Yeah. Okay. So you didn't go knock on and the it door. Needed, it needed a bunch of repairs. Yeah. Like it, was a, it was a house infested with mice and rats. They had chewed through um, the HVAC ducting, smelled horrific in there. Yeah. Uh, was, they were hoarding, and they didn't have a job. Yeah. You know? So, you can't sell that on the market. <laughs> so, yeah. So I would like to speak to, you know, what's fair, right? Because a lot of people that see people making a lot of money, everyone likes to pick on the big guy, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, someone told me that was very wise. They're like, when I was complaining about something that's not fair, they said, well, you know, life's not fair. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I heard that a million times. They said, no, you want to talk about fair? Uh, that comes once a year. And it comes with cotton candy and a fair as well. That's that's what's fair. That's when that's the only time you're going to see fair, right? Um, and what's fair to people that are getting foreclosed on is what they signed up for. So they signed an agreement with their lender that they're going to pay the mortgage on the first of every month, and if they miss a payment, that the lender will take it back. Yeah. Right. If you look up the definition of what a mortgage is. You know, Google it, right? Yeah. See what it see the origins of that. It's like, so what's fair is they're going to lose everything because they signed up to lose everything if they didn't pay. Um, and what you can offer them is maybe you let them stay for an extra month. Maybe you can give them a free move, help them out. Maybe you can give them fifty-five grand. <laughs> maybe you can give them fifty-five grand and they're happy with it, you know. And you know, I'm fixed their credit now too. So you know, mm -hmm. when you buy a house subject to the existing mortgage, you fix their credit, you help them out. Um, and they're happy, you're happy. There's nothing wrong with making a bunch of money while you're helping people out. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, if you pay full price or if you pay above 70% of what it's worth in the housing market, you know, has a little 5% or 10% blip, you just lost money. Yeah. Is that fair? No. No. So you got you to gotta make sure that you protect yourself from risk.
it's not real estate getting rich, it's real estate investing because there's yeah. there's a, a definite risk of loss. Right. Yeah, I think I, I've realized that whenever I'm closing a deal or talking to a seller is like leveling with them, being like, hey, like I want to get you the, the highest offer we can. I'm going to show you exactly how we get to this number. This is how any investor does a formula, right? It's like mm -hmm. we take the ARV, we take 70%, and then we subtract repairs because of this, this, and this. And it's like with the way the market's going, like we have – we don't want to take on too much of a gamble. Like I have mm -hmm. a family to feed too. I feel like you always say that. It's like yeah, if we I do, yeah, man. <laughs> if we if we lose money in this, like you know, we could be in a very tough spot too. So I want to make sure that I can get you this and a number that you know we can close at because a lot of right. people will give them a number and then you know you can't end up closing on that or they maybe they do say oh everything's fine in the house and you go look at it. But um, yeah, so we look at like you know talk about bad deals, right? So so um, you don't want to be the person that does the bad deal. Yeah. So rule number one. Don't lose money, right? Uh, I would say maybe 30 to 40% of the people that I talk to that want to sell me their house, I will pass. Because yeah. they might have a $100,000 reinstatement and they owe 90% of the ARV and they need yeah. a ton of repairs. A bunch of numbers that not everyone understands. Basically, the house needs way more work. They're so far right. behind on the mortgage and the house isn't worth enough to even make a deal out of it. Right. So uh, I've done almost 70 deals now. And... Two of them come to mind uh, as bad deals. One of them I bought <clears throat> near the Austin area, and a condo had just sold for about 302k there. And we were buying it for 130. So you think, oh, great deal, right? Only needs about 30k in repairs. We ended up we ended up going over the repair budget by about 10k due to HVAC and electrical issues. Mm -hmm. um, but we were still on track to make about 50 to 80k. And then you know the Fed raised the rates, so we bought this at the peak of the market, yeah. right? So we got it listed. We listed it through uh, a very bad realtor, right? Because it was, you know, my partner chose the realtor. Um, no, no, no offense to my partner or that realtor. <laughs> they just they didn't perform. Yeah. So uh, we reduced the price down from two eighty seven to two seventy two to two fifty, and then someone sold one for two forty five. So then that was the new comp, and then we listed it for two forty four and. We didn't get any offers because no one can afford the monthly payments anymore, right? And this yeah. is entry level condo, so we got one offer as a cash offer from an old, old bitter dude that just got divorced, and we broke even on it, and yeah. I was happy. Yeah, because we're you know I used hard money on that one. I didn't want to hemorrhage anymore, so I got back what I put into it, and now it's a win. That's a bad deal though. Yeah, but we bought it for way less than seventy percent of the ARV, and the market took a dip. Yeah. Um, and but you can you can buy houses in other areas and the market takes a dip and you still get a bunch of buyers. Right. So this was just kind of out there. Yeah. Um, there's another one though. This is probably the worst deal that I've ever bought. And my realtor told me not to buy it. So listen to your realtors, but only the good ones, right? Yeah. Um, I had to do a DSCR cash out refi, so debt service coverage ratio. Okay. Um, I got a ten. I got a ten year interest only. So I got locked in for 10 years, interest-only payments. So my mortgage is 4,300, and I'm getting it rented out for five grand, right? Okay. Um, that sat on the market for about a year because it was worth 625 when I bought it. I bought it for 298. We blew the budget on repairs, um, and I was like, man, that's a good deal, right? If it's worth 625 and you buy yeah. it for 298, that's a good deal, right? Yeah. Even with 100k in repairs. Yeah. Sounds good, right? Um, 
but the problem was the layout was weird. Now I just had to do a, a refi and I'm just renting it out. Yeah. Because no one wanted so to buy it. How much did you end up pulling out of it? Did you get the nothing, man? It's the really? worst deal ever. Yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely that's just crazy. I feel like no one really talks about all the bad deals that you do. You see all the like the big money and it's like can be cool and then it can be scary to see that. Um yeah. again, both of those you technically could have wholesaled and probably made twenty grand, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Depending yeah. on the Yeah, I could have wholesaled that one and made money, but this one I'm just keeping as a rental it'll yeah. cash flow, you know, seven hundred something a month. Right. Which is not bad. Yeah. Same bad. Not great. But not bad. Yeah, right. it's always a just make sure you have a couple exit strategies. I would say, um, yeah. Yeah. but that is crazy. You have, to have to have a backup to your backup. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess that we could go on about all these deals. I feel like forever. What is the the biggest thing I think for someone that is new that wants to get their first deal? I think a lot of people are trying to wholesale. Maybe they're trying to get out of a nine to five. Um, mm -hmm. We definitely talked about the mindset on that a little bit. I think there's also people that have money. They just want to buy property. We talk about subject to like it's hard right now, I think, to go on the market and just find a a house you want to like buy as an investment, especially if you have no mm -hmm. real estate experience and you're not doing it day to day like we are. Yeah, yeah. So I would say to to those that have money and want to invest, uh, find someone that brings you a deal. Yeah. Right? So if you got money, we can connect with you. Um, you know, I just uh, helped a dentist out. Uh, she gave me 20 grand and I gave her a 15% return annually on her money, gave her interest only payments for a year. And um, I, I performed my exit within one year and she got her 20 grand back plus 15% interest. And it was backed yeah. by hard assets. So if you have money, find someone who can bring you a deal and become their money partner. Yeah. If you have no money, go out and find deals, make sure they're good deals. And then as long as it's a good deal, you yeah. know, Wholesale it or flip it you or can, you can find a money partner that will fund it. Yeah. Know? So, uh, luckily for us, you know, we're in a real estate group. We're in an inner circle where we're networked with multimillionaires that that taught us the path, right? And then what we use the knowledge we know to help new real estate investors. So, yeah. If you want to invest with Ben, um, he's got. I've done that with guys that I got guys like solar guys that work with me that have make a lot of money, especially at a young age. They need the tax mm -hmm. benefits or they want. They don't want it just sitting in their bank account. Um, so they've given me the same things like 20, 30 grand. I pay them, you know, 10 to 12% interest, whatever it is. Or I just help them find a deal subject to that they want to buy their first mm -hmm. rental. Um, just one that I don't really want to take down. Yeah. Um, so that's another way to do it. I think we like post about this and talk about a lot of different avenues and people get confused about, you know, there's a way to monetize on every deal. You could go wholesale it, make the quick cash. If you want to take down a flip, partner with someone. If you want to, invest and don't want to do anything then give someone your money and just earn interest on it but yeah um i guess the quickest thing here the, the coolest deal you got right now i know you're looking at a homestead i don't mm -hmm. want to jinx it is it like should, do you want to talk about it or no uh you got another yeah what's the biggest yeah, that deal one's complicated okay what's the biggest deal i think biggest deal i've done yet you've got or one that yeah biggest uh, okay. deal you've got yet uh 600k one deal 600k okay on a flip or what Right, so it's a it's a two point two to two point three million dollar house. Is that one that Sean is doing? Yeah. Okay, it's still in the works, yeah. right? Oh no, we're gonna get it listed and sold. Like, like we got comps <laughs> okay. and everything. So, um, so it's a two point two two point three million dollar home we bought for seven hundred something. Sean can talk about it. Well, he'll well he'll talk about it next. But basically, we brought in uh, high end uh, real estate investors that flip high end homes. 
and uh, we're giving them half the profit. So we're giving them 300K to manage the whole thing. Okay. Um, Sean, who brought it to me, brought it to me initially as a as foreclosure. A, or? Yeah, as a foreclosure, they were going to lose their house, and his funding partner that committed to fund the deal dropped out, didn't have the money. John. And they called me after that happened. Yeah. 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 So, so this um, is real quick, too. This is Sean just cold calling on your dialer, right? Uh, I think he said he door knocked this. Door knock it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. So he door knocked a $2.2 million house. Yeah. Um, they're in foreclosure. And then continue, I guess. Yeah, so we negotiated a joint venture agreement with them where uh, we would get 70% of the profit. They would get 30. We'd stop the foreclosure. We'd pay them about 100 grand up front to move out for their expenses, you know? And uh, it was a lot of negotiating, right? So when you want, want to talk about negotiating, uh, that's the other skill to learn, not just how to talk to people, but negotiating is super important. Because if you're kind of a pushover with negotiating, yeah. you know, you'll get nothing but bad deals. If yeah. you're uh, in a position where you know how to negotiate, you get the best deals, you make all the money. Um, and if you can offer something, someone something that's better than what they have, which is they're losing everything, if you can at least help them fix their credit, stop the foreclosure, let them stay in the house, those are the things people want. And if you yeah. can give it to them, you've solved their problem and uh, you make it a win-win situation. So this one you bring in, you have 100K up front. Um, obviously the house you're saying is worth fixed up like 2.1, 2.2? 2.23, 2.3. need a lot of work? Uh, 300k in cosmetics. 300k. Is this like it's a 5,000 square foot. It's like a 7,100 square foot house. 7,100 two and a half acres. It's got a pond. It's got a pool. It's got a movie cow. theater in it. You know, very high end. Who would trust Sean to call these people? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's great. He's great. I'm just kidding. That's what's so, cool too. This is a 24 year old kid, 25 year old kid that calls him and gets you know this lead and brings it to Grant. But right. So you go in, you put 300 grand in repairs. Um, with these other people that are flipping the house, you get it up to that highest value and you're splitting the profits with the owners? Yes, yes. Okay. So like an equity partnership. So okay. uh, if you get a lot of pushback with someone who wants the most amount of money for their house, you can joint venture with them. You get them paid twice. It's a strategy I use all the time to beat any investor's offer. So if someone's extra greedy and wants extra money, you can pay them a small amount up front, flip the house for them, and then give them all of the net proceeds on the flip, and then you just take a flat fee on the end. On the back end, you know, take a 15% uh, commission on the final sales price, and they get all the net proceeds. 15% mm-hmm. um, on a 2.2 would be nice. Yeah, so we got a little more. <laughs> but you're that. taking 70% of the profits. Okay. Yeah. And then you're splitting it with the people that flipped it, and then Sean. That's awesome. Yeah, so that one hasn't sold yet, but of the ones that I've, I've sold, you know, um, that $200,000 deal made me quit my job. You know, yeah. You know. Um, I would say on average, you know, you make anywhere from 20 to 50 K on a, on an average deal on a, on a thin deal, you make, you might make five or 10 K on a wholesale. Yeah. Um, and then on a really good deal, you know, high, get the hundred ones that we, we talked yeah, about. 100K, yeah. 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 Those hundred K deals are nice. Yeah. I'm trying to, to get more of those for sure. Definitely hard if you're only wholesaling, but, um, those big ones that you find can definitely happen, but. He's got another deal he's got to go to right now. Um, hopefully, go close it. Yeah, uh, I got one that you brought me last night that was getting under contract this morning. Got some people to call, so there's always stuff coming in. Um, but Grant, if you want to find him, actually, not a big real estate social media guy, but he's got like millions of subscribers on nah. what is it? No, 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 Car- no, 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 no
YouTube for something. He used else. to make golf carts and make videos <laughs> and do affiliate marketing, and it's still up there. So you can find him if you want to learn how to make a golf cart. And basically, I don't, I don't upload anymore. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but yeah, I've stayed out of the social media scene. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's got like three million views of him just like tearing up, mudding a golf cart. Um, but yeah, I guess that's what he was doing as a side hustle before real estate. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun little side project. <laughs> But yeah, so if you guys want to get into real estate, uh, just drop a comment, um, check out the description. Follow me on, I don't know, we got Instagram, TikTok, podcast is on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I believe, soon. Um, and then, like I said, we can drop a, a link, but reach out to us and we can get you a cold calling or door knocking or whatever you yeah, absolutely. want to be involved with. Yeah, so you can start out just like we started out, get a mentor. Uh, get someone to close your deals for you starting out and uh, make a bunch of money moving forward. Let's go. Appreciate it. All right. No problem. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Alex. Did a lot of talking. I know. All right. <laughs>